I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Time to talk about sleep. Very interesting new study about sleep and exercise, and probably not what you'd expect, but kind of what I expected, just because I understand after doing this for a really long time and looking at the science and common sense, we don't look at things in isolation. And movement, exercise, healthy eating, mindset, it's all connected. And unfortunately, it's not the messages you get in the media and through fitness products and companies and diet programs and all that stuff. It's often talked about in isolation. And yeah, you know, sleep is a huge thing right now. Ways to track your sleep. Sleep's important. And if you've listened to prior podcasts, I know my weaknesses. Sleep historically has been one of them. Getting better as I get older. Getting better. But as an entrepreneur, as someone who grew up in crazy Irish Catholic family of six boys and lots of craziness, lots of chaos, but I also like love what I do. And so I'm someone who historically has stayed up late and gotten up early, you know, especially when you're an entrepreneur, personal trainer for years. I mean, my day started 4 a.m., 5 a.m. with clients and, and, you know, it ends when you're a trainer, you're generally working like your, your main hours are what? 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. And so in between that and then after, if you're an entrepreneur and you aspire to more, you're working. And so, yeah, sleep has been something that I have not gotten as much of as other people. But according to this study, it may not matter when it comes to certain things, certain negative health outcomes. And I love this study because, again, it just supports everything I believe in my philosophy and what the science is pointing to. Okay, yeah, there's lots of studies and articles about how, you know, the lack of sleep obviously can have negative outcomes. Weight gain, anxiety, depression, cardiovascular disease. But it's often looked at in isolation. What does that mean? What about other factors such as exercise? Could that offset, mitigate Certain negative health issues, such as the ones I just described. Can you get away with sleeping less if you move more? That's essentially what this study is about. And, you know, we often buy these products, look to things that, you know, the least amount of work, right? Let's take a, let's take a cold shower, right? We can talk about that and will, right? Let's get in a sauna, Let's put on recovery boots. Now, listen, time and a place for all of these things, and we can discuss and will the science behind it. But it's, it's, it's what we do, not necessarily what we don't do, that really makes a difference. And this study goes to that. What's this study about? Well, here's the title. Can physical, can physical activity eliminate the mortality risk associated with poor sleep? A 15-year follow-up of... It's a big sample size, people. 341,248 
MJ cohort participants. This is in the Journal of Sport and Health Science, Volume 11, Issue 5, September 2022. All right. Recent. I'm going to read a, a lot. You know, I edited this down for you. The good parts. But I'm going to read the abstract and a bunch of other little just sections here in the study. And then we're going to pull it all together. All right. Here's the abstract. This study examined the joint associations of sleep patterns and physical activity with all-cause cardiovascular disease and cancer mortality. Okay, so what they're looking at is how much you sleep, how much you move, and three different negative outcomes, right? All-cause mortality, cardiovascular disease, and cancer mortality. All right? Huge sample size, people. This is not 10 you know, college-age students lifting weights. This is 341,248 adults, average age or mean age, uh, 39.7 years. Uh, Men were just about half, 48.3. And uh, this had a 15-year follow-up. That's really good. That's really good, okay? Participants uh, reported sleep duration and disturbances, So that's difficulty falling asleep, easily awakened, or the use of sleeping medication. And physical activity was classified into four different levels. Less than 7.5, 7.5 to 14.9, 15 to 29.9, and 30 metabolic equivalent hours per week. Okay, I'll get more into that shortly. Uh, And let's just read the intro here because it goes to the whole thing about sleep, right? Research has shown that more than a third of American adults do not get the recommended amount of sleep per day. Now, we could argue and debate the recommended amount of sleep per day. And I've done podcasts on that in the past. And... What this study is going to show, it's, it doesn't matter if you get the recommended amount of sleep per day if you don't do other things. And we don't hear that. You don't hear that. And I'm a big believer over the years in, you know how much sleep you need? As much as your body tells you. Now, been experts, been reading uh, up on this uh, recently, a lot more in the media, people saying not true. Well, you know, this study is, is saying, yeah. There's other factors involved. It's not just how much you sleep, okay? It's all connected. This is a common theme of this podcast. Systems theory, interconnections. One feeds into the other. You can't just do one thing as so many people do. I'm gonna change my diet. I'm gonna exercise more. I'm gonna go to extremes. No, it's about the excessive moderation. The consistency, that's what matters. See, I went off, getting worked up. Let me back up. Okay, do not get the recommended amount of sleep per day. They're saying seven hours per day. And 24% of the participants in a 10-country survey reported sleep disturbances. Sleep disturbances have been linked to adverse physical and mental health outcomes, such as cardiovascular disease, depression, and anxiety. This is interesting, too. Most of you, I bet, don't realize that both short and long sleep dur- uh, duration have been associated with increased risk of all-cause mortality and CVD events, cardiovascular disease events. So in other words, you could sleep too much. Too much. 
And that's a really interesting concept. I'm not going to go too deep into that. So just know that if you're interested in why, I will talk about that more in, a, in another podcast. But you can sleep too much. All right. In addition to sleep duration, difficulty falling asleep has been related to increased risk of all-cause and CVD mortality, whereas the association of other sleep disturbances, for example, difficulty maintaining sleep and early morning awakening with the risk of death is less clear. Physical activity is important for preventing several chronic diseases, more than several, uh, and improving psychological well-being. It has also been well-established in providing protective links against cause-specific and overall mortality. You know, I just read that line off, but it is so important because so many people exercise, do their cardio, do their strength, and if the scale doesn't move or they don't see something different in the mirror, they think, they believe that it's not worth it. And it's so far from the truth. That's a huge part of Fitness Disrupted. It's a huge part of, of just my work is giving you these benefits over and over and over again, okay? So that every time you move, no matter how long, you can't say just or only, not I only walked 10 minutes today or I just did 10 push-ups. No, you did those two things and it all adds up. And these are the studies and the research that I'm bringing you over and over and over again for that reason. All right, continue. Sleep and physical activity are essential health behaviors that occupy the same 24-hour cycle. Physical activity seems to affect sleep patterns, and it may also, here we go, mitigate the adverse effects of poor sleep patterns, such as impaired glucose regulation, dyslipidemia, hypertension, and chronic pain. Not even going to go into those things, but not only is this study saying, the, the, the focus of this study is physical activity and sleep and death, <laughs> but... Once again, it may also mitigate the adverse effects of poor sleep patterns, such as impaired glucose regulation, dyslipidemia, hypertension, chronic pain. More benefits of physical activity. If increased physical activity levels are beneficial for extending disease-free survival in those who have poor sleep patterns, interventions that address both behaviors may be valuable. It's, I, I get the scientific jargon, but it always just blows me away may be valuable i get it you know we don't know one with 100 certainty but yeah we need to move more okay this study aimed to explore the joint associations between sleep duration and disturbances and physical activity in relation to mortality risk okay again looking at death <laughs> an important thing you want to live longer do you sleep more do you sleep less do you move more that's what this study is looking at. We examine whether the associations between poor sleep patterns and all-cause CVD and cancer mortality were attenuated or eliminated by physical activity. Attenuated or eliminated. Made less bad, essentially, less harmful, or eliminated by physical activity. Okay, so some of you are probably saying, well, who are these people? Who are these like hundreds of thousands of people? These Participants were from the MJ cohort, which was established by the MJ Health Management Institution. Study was based on a large cohort of the general population undergoing a checkup program and included more than half a million Chinese in Taiwan, China, since 1996. So Chinese, interesting. 
different population, right, than um, many of the studies uh, we look at, but huge studies. And each participant completed a self-administered questionnaire, always an issue, but, you know, this is a pretty good one when you look at the specifics. Um, so self-administered questionnaire, anthropometric measurements, physical examination, and blood and urinary tests at the time of the health checkup. So some good data here. These checkups have included questions about sleep since 1996, and the sleep questions were modified after 2009. So a bunch of health metrics, questions uh, about exercise and sleep. Um, the entire cohort data includes over 600,000 individuals who participated from 1996 to 2017. So huge sample size and really long duration. Incredible. And they were between the ages of 2 and 119 years old. In our study, individuals who were 18 years old or above and participated in the cohort between 1998 and 2008 were selected. So there's a little over 340,000 people in that group. Since several lifestyle questions, for example, smoking, alcohol consumption, sleep, and exercise were more consistent during this period. So they took that huge cohort and they... Uh, cut it down even more to make it even more uh, applicable to what they're looking at here. Participants were asked two questions concerning sleep patterns. One was related to sleep duration. How long do you sleep per day was the question. And four response categories were provided. Less than four hours, four to six hours, six to eight hours, and greater than eight hours. Since only 1% of participants slept less than four hours, the categories of four and four to six were combined. Makes sense, right? Um, now, with exercise, information about leisure time, physical activity was collected by self-completed questionnaire. Always an issue. People are going to say they do more, okay, but this is pretty good, uh, and I like the questions they asked. And again, I'm not getting into the specifics about uh, this as well, but pretty good, okay? Uh, individuals were asked, what kind of exercise do you usually do with multiple responses possible? Respondents were given several examples of activity types under four intensity categories with a yes or no answer possible. Light, which would be like gardening and golf. Moderate, for example, brisk walking, table tennis. Medium vigorous, which is jogging, climbing the stairs. And very vigorous, uh, vigorous running, rope skipping, etc. Pretty good. Pretty good categories. I like it. Then they were asked to report how often and how much time they participated in these activities. All right. What were the results? <laughs> Among the 341,248 participants entered in the core analyses, there were just over 21,000 all-cause deaths, around 4,000 from CBD, and over 8,000 from cancer, with a mean follow-up of 15 years. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the majority of the participants, just around, well, 70% slept six to eight hours per day. 21% slept less than six hours a day. And just around 9% reported long sleep duration, which was greater than eight hours per day. This is interesting. Again, self-reports, right? But nearly three quarters of the participants, around 73% engaged in physical activity less than the recommended amount, which is 7.5 METS hours per week. And 15% reported a physical activity level equal to the upper recommendation, all right? So that, that tells you probably pretty decent results from the questionnaire. 73%, almost 75% said they didn't do enough. That's pretty good. 
pretty good probably data not you know especially that large group over that long a period of time all right here are the bullet points we observed an increased risk of all-cause and CBD mortality with lower levels of physical activity. Does that surprise us? I hope not. I hope not. Lower levels of physical activity, increased risk of all-cause death. Compared with individuals reporting high physical activity, all-cause mortality rates were higher in the least two active groups. Okay? Just more evidence movement matters with the most you know extreme result death all cause death all cause mortality uh, low physical activity was also related to a high risk of cardiovascular disease mortality number one killer globally low physical activity was also related to that when combining sleep duration here we go when combining sleep duration with physical activity levels, we observed attenuated or eliminated risk for all-cause and CVD mortality in the top two PA, that's physical activity groups. You know all those studies that say how much exercise is too much? <laughs> Not something we should worry about. Not something we should worry about. And it's... It's rare for me to say, not something we should worry about. Like, you should always worry about things. You should look at it. No, it's not a, It's not an issue. It's not even close to an issue. It's not even remotely close to an issue. Yes, I understand the studies, and we want to kind of get benchmarks and, you know, work from there. Highest level, lowest level, to look at dose, response, reactions, and things like that. But enough. Let me read it one more time. Attenuated or eliminated risk for all-cause and CVD mortality in the top two physical activity groups. In the two least physically active groups, all sleep duration groups were associated with elevated mortality risk. No matter how long you slept, elevated mortality risk. Here we go, though. Except the group that slept less than six hours a day and had 7.5 to 14.9 met hours a week of physical activity. So that's what the study is showing that is surprising. So, even if you got little sleep, if you had ele uh, elevated physical activity, didn't have it. Didn't have that elevated mortality risk. It offset it, mitigated, eliminated. Incredible. Final bullet point, amazing. Compared to those who reported sleeping well and were highly active, highly active again, over 30 med hours per week, Use of sleeping medication, difficulty falling asleep, and easily awakened were associated with a, and they give the ranges here, so you're going 30 to 50%, 20 to 30%, and 14 to 23% uh, respectively increased risk of all-cause mortality among the two or three lowest physical activity groups. Again, so if you're someone who uses sleeping medications, has difficulty falling asleep, easily awakened, usually all three of those things are together, right, or in combination, all-cause mortality elevated risk among the lowest physical activity groups. A similar pattern was found with risk, uh, with CBD mortality, death from cardiovascular disease. Here we go, though. Final underlined point. However, however is always great. 
in a study like this, right? However, these detrimental associations with all cause and CBD mortality were not present among participants who achieved at least 30 met hours per week of physical activity. Those who slept well but did not achieve the recommended amount of physical activity also had an increased risk of all-cause mortality and CVD mortality compared to the reference group. So it doesn't matter how, how long you sleep if you don't move. And guess what? It's all connected. Generally speaking, if you exercise, I had a great client. He's in my book, The Micro Workout Plan. Opening chapter. And he talks about like, he used to drink a couple drinks a night, super high level tennis and racket sports player in his 60s. And he said, the more he exercised, the more he worked out, the more tired he was and the better sleep he got. So it's all connected. But this final bullet point is just a perfect example how it's connected. How you can have people go, oh yeah, I get, I get seven hours of sleep a night. How do you eat? What's your mindset? How much activity levels do you get? If you just do one thing, a study like this shows, may not have any benefit, may have negative consequences. We need consistency and moderation. You know, I see these fitness people still like, you know, you, you get books published and you get likes and views by being extreme. You have to. Everyone's got a podcast, right? When you preach moderation. But this is the science. I'm going to keep bringing you these studies. All right. Let me read you. For those of you, I'm going to give it to you not only uh, in uh, multiple podcasts, but within this podcast, I'm going to give you the results in several different ways. Here's another paragraph uh, of the results. Compared with the reference group, those sleeping six to eight hours a day, individuals who slept greater than eight hours a day had higher risk for all-cause mortality and cancer mortality. Again, confusing. I'll talk about that more in, a, in another podcast, all right? Short sleep duration was not associated with mortality risk, increased uh, with mortality risk. Increased risk of all-cause and CV2 mortality was found in participants who had difficulty falling asleep and used sleeping medications compared with those who slept well. Long sleep duration and sleep disturbances were not associated with risk of all-cause and CVD mortality among individuals achieving a physical activity level of greater than 15 met hours per week. And in particular, among those achieving greater than 30 met hours per week, more is better. More movement, more exercise is better. Stop even bothering with these studies on too much exercise. Guess what? Your body will tell you. I know those people, physical or the, uh, you know, fitness people I worked with, trainers, people I raced with, triathletes. You do too much, your body tells you. And again, it's, it's, no, I don't need to go there. More's better. <laughs> more's better for the most part. And when I say more, I, I, I'm talking consistency and variation. Okay. You don't have to do an Ironman. You don't have to do a marathon. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You need to move. You need to go for walks. You need to get your heart rate up. Do some intervals. Do some strength. Do some flexibility. And connect all of these dots. And guess what? Again, what's a little confusing about this study is 
you know, the more exercise, you should sleep more, but not everyone does. So you go, wait a minute. If exercise leads to better sleep, why are these people not sleeping as long? We're different. We're different. I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Conclusion from the study, long sleep duration, difficulty falling asleep, and the use of sleeping medications were related to a higher risk of death. Being physically active at moderate intensity for 25 to 65 minutes per day eliminated these detrimental associations. Eliminated. That's a good thing. That's a really good thing. Let me just finish with this. I love, love. <laughs> that is sarcasm at its finest. Those videos that say cardio is a waste of time. Oh, and it's a 25-year-old guy hanging from with one arm from a chin-up bar. Anyone seen that one? Cardio is a waste of time. These are the extremes. The just garbage fitness information out there. It's not even information. It's just garbage. Stop the focus on the weight. I bring you these studies over and over and over again so that every time you move, every time you do something, regardless of how long or how hard, you feel good about it because you know you just did something good for yourself. And maybe if you're not <laughs> sleeping seven hours, it's not a big deal if you're doing all of the other things. And you know what? Your body gets what it needs over time. If you're feeding it well, if you're moving well, if we're so different, why is it that everyone needs the same exact amount of sleep? Now, yeah, I'm sh we need recovery. We sleep uh, is important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should get three or four hours. I'm just saying these incredible benefits from exercise, when you do what you should do, all the other things seem to fall into place. And for that to be aligned in a study, and again, this is one, it's not the best, you know, it's a really good study, um, but it's one study. But I love the line, being physically active at a moderate intensity for 25 to 65 minutes a day eliminated these detrimental associations in this cohort, okay? But exercise, because it's good for you, your body and your mind in so many ways, it's not just the number on the scale, it's not just how you look in a mirror, it's all connected. Movement, food, mindset, all of it. And it's not about extremes and it's not about doing something that you're going to do for 30 days. Like these diets. If there's an end date to your exercise, if there's an end date to your uh, eating program, it's flawed. You got to figure out what you can do for the rest of your life. And that goes for just, not the same thing for the rest of your life, but movement and behavior that's what works and that's doable and we don't hear that enough it's all about the extremes and angry people and yeah you gotta you know go to the edge so watching another go to the edge you don't <laughs> you really don't and i'm not saying not be passionate no one more passionate about this industry okay but it's not about deprivation. It's not about doing things you don't enjoy. It's about the journey to finding those you do. 
Enough. What a cool study. Again, let me give you the exact title. Can physical activity eliminate the mortality risk associated with poor sleep? A 15-year follow-up of three, uh, three, um, yeah, 341,248 MJ cohort participants. Journal of Sport and Health Science, Volume 11, Issue 5, September 2022. Really cool. All right, Tom H. Fit, Instagram, Tom H. Fit, Twitter. You want to reach out, questions, comments, love to hear from you. You can go to fitnessdisrupted.com or teamholland.com. Email me through the site. Uh, newest book is the Micro Workout Plan. Get it anywhere. Books are sold. A uh, bunch of other books as well. If you're a runner, triathlete, sports, nutrition, uh, you go to my Amazon author page. Please follow, subscribe, comment, rate this podcast. It's brand new feed, Fitness Disrupted 2.0. Uh, any way you can support it is greatly appreciated. I'm going to bring you the best information with no bias other than us all living our best lives. That's it. That's it, okay? Because there's three things we all control. How much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our state of mind, and that is awesome. I am Tom Holland, exercise physiologist, certified sports nutritionist. Believe in yourself, and here are words from Jack Lane. For those of you who don't know who Jack Lane is, by the way, I realize some are younger. Uh, look him up. Amazing. And he's who I looked up to and modeled uh, my philosophy and career after because he's the real deal, was the real deal, is the real deal. And he was all about what I'm all about. Moderation, the basics, consistency, and believing in yourself. I hope that each and every one of you wonderful people that are listening to Tom's great show will do something for the most important person on this earth, you.